Welcome, everyone, to the Take Control of Your Health podcast. This is Dr. Mercola bringing you the latest cutting-edge interviews to help you achieve optimal health. You can receive more information by subscribing to my free daily newsletter at Mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening. So let's get started with this week's latest program to help you and your family take control of your health. Welcome, everyone. This is Dr. Mercola helping you take control of your health. And today we are joined by Charlie Brown, who is the founder of the Consumers for Dental Choice. And we are here for the Mercury Awareness Week. And Charlie is going to give us an update, some really surprising, important information on actually banning amalgams in Europe, which the European Commission plans to do in the next 18 months. So Charlie has been uh, really busy, of course, as he always is since his last visit with us, flying around the world internationally and seeking to coordinate these efforts. So he's going to let us know what's happened the last year and what exciting things we can anticipate in the coming year. So welcome and thank you for joining us, Charlie. Hey, Dr. McCall, it's great. And and these uh, annual interviews with you are such a plus for our cause and also a chance to reconnect with you. And you you, you are, uh, we said off cameras and say on camera, you are changing the world one cause at a time. And uh, and your supporters, uh, despite despite the, the critics that are around and they're, we've all got them, um, they're staying with you and we're staying with you. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. So what's the update with uh, Mercury? Oh, the update's really good. As you mentioned, the um, debate has changed. The debate is now about uh, about banning, banning amalgam. We had things like phase down, phase out. Well, the European Commission stepped up and said it's not about phase down, phase out. It's about a ban in 18 months. The European Union, 27 countries, um, more commerce, more people than the United States, even without the UK in it, is still, you know, it's still the economic colossus uh, and uh, third biggest population center after India and China. Uh, the Euro- European Commission is one of what we, you here in this country we call three branches. And the European Commission is the agencies. And they've said 18 months, not just use. And this is really important, I think, to 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 the to the listeners. It's also banning the the, the manufacturing and the export. The fear we had, and we pushed this hard, is don't ban it in Europe and offload it to Africa and Latin America. Don't sell it back here to the United States. And the European Commission listened. And we the ban on January one of twenty twenty five, and that is just um that is just uh, sixteen months uh, from the time of this interview in August. Um, and that is that is uh, the end of the trade, the end of the use, and the end of the of the manufacturing. Now we still have to though get through the other two branches: the Parliament, obviously, you'd expect that European Parliament, and what they call the Council, which are the governments. But the Commission has created the momentum, and in fact, in 2016, we lost to the Commission. We had to go to Parliament to win the ban for children and pregnant women. And then parliament convinced the other two. Right now, the commission sets the tone. Uh, they've said this is the set phase out year. They're, that Even just recently, they said, well, by 2030, we can end amalgam. And we kept saying, why wait? Why wait? You know, why poison more? You're poisoning not just the children and you're poisoning the 
the the the the the um, users. You're poisoning the dent the, the people who work in dental offices as well, and you're poisoning the environment for all of us. Mercury is a terrible toxin. It gets in the fish children eat. It gets in the vegetables. When the cremation occurs, it gets right in the community. That's why crematories aren't supposed to be built near schools, solely because so many people have mercury in their mouths. So Europe is setting the pace. It's getting us ready for a showdown coming uh, in in October in Geneva, and it's a message to countries. And and we're not, but Europe's not the first by any means. The Philippines, where you you have a lot of uh, work there, uh, Dr. McCall in the Philippines uh, has ended amalgam. It's over. They had a three year phase out. The phase out ended in May of 2023. Um, countries it's hard to find on a map: New Caledonia, Saint Kitts and Nevis, Moldova. We found them. We've ended amalgam there. Um, Tanzania, Tanz- Tanzania or Tanzania has ends amalgam this decade. They banned it for children, pregnant women, breastfeeding women. They end amalgam in this decade. Vietnam has ended amalgam for pregnant women, bre- children, breastfeeding women. Bangladesh has ended amalgam in the in the army and armed forces. Indonesia's ended amalgam in the government programs. You have part Mauritius for children. You have these partial victories and you have these total victories. And now Europe is on the verge. We still have to win now in the parliament. We have to win in the council, but it's on the verge of a total victory in a massive part of the world, an entire continent. So it's rolling our way. We've created the momentum. We've got a worldwide team. And it started because you made a commitment, Dr. McCall, in 2011, that you would match funds and you would put, if you will, your money where your mouth is. And we were so honored to be joining the Health Liberty Coalition that you that you created and bringing together uh, a variety of causes to join in strategies, join synergistically and uh, work together for a better world. Well, thanks for that update. And what's the likelihood that the parliament and the council will approve this ban in Europe? Good question. We think it's very good because we have friends in the parliament, but the parliament is much bigger than the U.S. Congress. It's about 700 people. Uh, it's all coming from all 27 countries. It's weighted like you'd expect. Uh, that is, as Texas has more members of Congress than Oklahoma, Germany has a lot more members than Netherlands. Um, so Germany has 99 members. Um, so, so, but we have a lot of friends there. It's just when there's so many, it's a little, it's somewhat unpredictable, but we, we went to Strasbourg with a team in 2016 and it worked. We will return to Strasbourg to the parliament and, and, and again, talk, bring people from a lot of countries so they can go in and see the members and their, and their aides from, uh, from the various countries. The, the council is a little bit of an odd duck. It's a, it's the governments themselves that meet the ministries in this case of environment will meet or health to to decide the issue collectively and that like the like the US House of Representatives is weighted voting that is again Germany gets more votes than 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 um, the Czech Republic um but but we I'm optimistic we, we just we have the momentum the debate is shifted and we're just not letting up you just say you know this is what the commission has decided and don't let down the people of Europe and don't let down the people of the world I, I agree. A bit confused, though, um, because you stated earlier the European Commission approved the ban and it's going to be in effect in about 16 months or so. Uh, but uh, the vote that you referenced by the parliament and the council, is that something that could overturn the ban? Yes, it can. They must ratify it. They must ratify the three branches must reach a consensus. So we talk like it's 
happening, but it, and it may, I, I suppose that helps with the move the ball forward there in Europe, but it, it we have to get that. And yes, the, the parliament or the, or the council can block it. That's why we continue to need the support of the people who have stood with us for years, new people. And we make that pitch here of people. We're asking people to continue to donate or to join as donors because of these kind of challenges. We must win in the other two branches in Europe. We must win the campaigns we're talking about in the U.S. that I can talk about and win the campaign to push out the amalgam makers. And we're on the on the on the way on the way to doing that as well. All right. Well, that's a great, really exciting update. Uh, making continue to make great progress on banning and eliminating mercury from dental uh, applications as well. It should be there really is ne- there's never been an indication to use this toxic metal. There's so many better alternatives. Uh, so why don't you give us an update on the United States? Absolutely. We've got two two foci, if you will. And, and actually, we've got a third one now. The first one is to recognize where amalgam still being used and act on it. Uh, the, a wonderful news is the way the private sector is shifting. Uh Millions of people now do not get mercury fillings, uh, those who have a private dentist. The private sector recognizes consumer demand has changed, recognizes that there is a horrible downside to amalgam and that it, 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 that mercury fillings are a primitive, un- tooth unfriendly, uh, a tooth harming product that cracks teeth. There's no reason to use it. Unfortunately, the bureaucracies don't change. Unfortunately, for the millions of other Americans that get their dental care institutionally, institutionally, that is, they're in the armed forces, uh, they're incarcerated, uh, they live on Indian reservations. Um, those people, they go to VA, those people, sadly, are still getting mercury fillings. There's no consumer choice there. The private isn't going to tell the lieutenant. The seaman's not going to tell the ensign, I don't want this. The prisoner doesn't even have any right to change at all. The Indians are treated like they're generally treated on, in, in terms of Indian health, not well at all by the providers. So the bureaucracies need to change. Now, we have a, we have a very active program uh, working with this government. Uh, I meet, in fact, just met recently again with a consortium of federal agencies, Assistant Secretary, Office of Assistant Secretary of Health, Environmental Protection Agency, White House Council of Environmental Quality, uh, as well uh, to make the push to implement what the Food and Drug Administration has already said, which is to end amalgam for children and pregnant women. Amazingly, people that work in government agencies don't even care what the government agency on science and health has said, FDA saying, don't give this to children and pregnant women. It's it's it's, it's unbelievable that they disregard uh, the instructions from their own agency. But again, that's they don't care about consumer choice because, you know, the consumer doesn't have any power, doesn't have any money, doesn't have the money, is, is forced to get uh, Medicaid, for example, uh, or Indian health and, and so on, uh, uh, military. So, so we are going to change that. There's commitment in various parts of this government, and we're trying to make it work and say to these bureaucracies, it's over. And one way to do it is to limit purchasing. I, I talked to the um, chief dental officer in India who ended amalgam, the uh, three-star lieutenant general, um, retired, but he ended amalgam in, in the entire Indian armed forces. They're as big as the U.S. armed forces. And um, I said, how could you do it in the Pentagon? It would be so elaborate to make any change. He said, easy, Charlie, 
I'm in charge of purchasing. <laughs> that's how we can do it. If, we, if we, they won't change, just quit buying it. And that's that's a route that we're really pushing on in the government. So changing government dentistry and government federally funded and state funded programs is number one. Number two is is the green purchasing. We are we have green purchasing initiatives in New York State and Washington State to change the purchasing and in the purchasing amalgam at the state level. And we're doing pilot programs there. The third and big operation is to get push out, push out the peddlers of amalgam. Push out the companies that continue to sell amalgam. Now, we're having real success. The largest dental products maker in the world, Dent Supply out of York, Pennsylvania, stopped selling amalgam and stopped making amalgam in 2020. We got them out. FDA's decision, which came that year, which we pushed for and got, really, um, but safety communication got them out. Uh, 2021, we started working on the second biggest, Invista also known as Kerr, once was called Danaher and said, you got to get out. And we pushed, we went to their investors and said, this is, this is trouble. This is trouble. The biggest company got out. You're, you're sitting there. You're the most, you're the biggest now still selling it. You're vulnerable. And the investors must've gotten the message there because their lawyer wrote me in the summer of 2021 and said, okay, we're out too. We're out of the amalgam business. So, so, um, and, and, and so, um, and I want to say that was 22. He said, we're out. We're out. It was, it, it took a year to, to, to the year after dense, dense supply, dense supply ended in 20 and announced it in 21. These guys ended it in 21, announced it in 22. Um, now we're working on these axis, this axis of poisoners, three of them. Henry Schein, based in Long Island, New York, the largest distributor, continues to sell amalgam. Ivaclar Vivident out of Europe does not sell it in Europe. It sells it in the United States, pretty contemptuous of Americans. So we're pushing Ivaclar Vivident to get out in U.S. as they got out in Europe and get out of everywhere. And finally is uh, Southern Dental Industries, SDI out of Australia. They've been particularly contemptuous of the treaty. They're trying to take market share when Dent Supply left, when Invista left. But we've got a campaign working out of Manila because we're trying to stop their exports to Asia with our Asian team. We have we have a nonprofit group partners, very talented environmental group, uh, nonprofit groups and leaders in Vietnam, in 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 um, Philippines, Indonesia, India, Bangladesh that we work with, and who are now focused on getting Southern Dental to either get out of the amalgam business or face a, 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 a challenge to their entire export regime. That's great update. Really good update. Um, so thank you for the mug, by the way. This is this is, this is right right there right there at, the, at your center there in case. Well, show Hill. us the mug again. Show us the mug. You know, I'll show it to you and I'll tell you a story here. We this is the M the M side of it. Um, yes. We we went in Indonesia. I took this mug because our entire world team is so grateful to you for what you've done that provided us the funding and the attention, the publicity as well, but the funding is so essential and you're matching funds again this week um, for, for, for the consumers um, and the dentists and the other health professionals, whoever chooses to, to give money, we have to raise it all voluntarily. We have no other way to get it. Government gives us zero cents, zero dollars. Uh, no, nobody else. Can. We don't sell anything. We provide 
uh, a cause and a movement, and we, we're, we're grateful. Anyway, so we poised, we posed out there, our team that was in, 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 at the convention, and our executive vice president, Dr. Shaurar Hossein from Bangladesh, who has a PhD from Duke, by the way, quite a talented guy in political science, he holds up the mug and 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 people point to it. So that that's the group picture is the is the Mercola mug uh, being <laughs> being a center stage of that picture. And I think your your people have it down there. So anyway, that, that photo we we took. So yes, I, I the people are grateful to you um, and aware of what you're doing. Uh, do that. We have we can we have a strong campaign in Africa. We have a strong campaign of 22 countries. A strong campaign across Latin America and Brazil, where I've been. Uh, working in both Sao Paulo and the capital, Brasilia, in Argentina, in Mexico, in uh, Jamaica, uh, and in the Americas and Canada as well. So we're we're active all through the Americas. Our Europe campaign has run out of Berlin. It's more centralized because the decision is centralized. So we have a strong campaign in Poland and other places where we want to generate action within the countries. But that's very focused on changing the European Union. And with your help, folks, we are going to end amalgam in Europe on one one We've just gone over the next year. We've got to convince Parliament to buy in before they have their elections at, uh, at middle uh, in May of next year of 2024. And and we've got to convince the council. And if one one buys in, I think the other will buy in. That sounds terrific. Sounds like a great plan and strategy. Now, you had mentioned earlier the uh, general in charge of purchasing for India was able to eliminate mercury amalgams from the armed forces. I'm wondering, I believe India is now has transitioned to the largest country in the world. If not, they're on their yes, way. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So they're the largest country in the world. They've surpassed China. Many people may not realize that because China traditionally, of course, was the largest. So what is the status of China? I mean, I mean, sorry, India. That's yeah. all right. Yes, I'm happy to report. Not only is it the largest country, but it, the, it's the largest employer in the world. This should not be a surprise to those who go there is the Indian Railway. I mean, it's an incredible, they move the population of Australia every day. That's how many people ride the Indian Railway. They are ending amalgam. They are in a phase out in use for the thousands of dentists who work there. I mean, it's a massive operations, you know, and they employ the dentists, employ everybody and employ dentists to take care of the employees and they have ended amalgam. So the India Dental Association has basically switched sides. They said to heck with the World Dental Federation. The India Dental Association endorses the phase out of amalgam. The major amalgam maker in India, and I visited him uh, a while back to try to persuade him to move. He switched. He doesn't make amalgam. He makes the alternative. He says, I'm going to make more money. I'm going to make a killing doing this. He said, I, we will beat we will beat the price of the Westerners, which, of course, he will. He's local. He employs local people. He doesn't have any transportation problems. It will be. We're the dense supply for the village dentist, he called himself. And they have changed the, the, the urban dentistry. The thought is, is changing rapidly again as in countries everywhere. The middle class is not getting amalgam. And that is really wonderful news that a whole bunch of people are not. But it's obviously a two head, a, a flip side of the coin is poor people are still getting amalgam. There's no reason for it. The price of the, of the um, glass ionomers is the same. The cost of material for, for composite is hardly any more. It's just dentists, the, 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 and still in the United States too, the pro mercury dentists just say, why should I change? And the answer is we're going to, you know, some, you know, you can either see the light or feel 
feel the heat either way. But we are excited. We also have a model state in India, the state of Odisha, just like this country. It has states, federal system, uh, same, same Brazil, Nigeria. We have a model state in Nigeria, too, by the way, um, uh, two of them. And, and in India, our model state program is trying to end amalgam across the board. So, so, um, in that state, a state of Odisha, which is, has more people in California. Um, so we, we, uh, we, we're pretty optimistic about India and its neighbor Bangladesh, very much culturally the same. They're just, they, they, they're, they're different religion, but they're ethnically the same folks. Uh, these are Bengalis. There's Bengalis all over Cal- Calcutta is also a Bengali town, city. Um, the Bengalis, that is the Bangladeshi Bengalis are, are, are ending, have ended at Malcolm in the army. They have a memorandum of understanding with the, government to end amalgam and with the dental association signing on dental association, nonprofit groups saying we will end amalgam and amalgam is not taught in the dental schools. It isn't taught in the dental schools. You don't have amalgam. So amalgam will end in Bangladesh. We think we sooner or later, but it will end. It's not being taught. Uruguay is the same situation. And that's another exit route. And I'm happy to say there are some dental schools in this country that are still, that have stopped using amalgam. Many of them. On the other, there, on the other hand, there's dental schools like Harvard that just say how wonderful it is because Harvard can't think they could ever be wrong about anything. They're not changing, but we have the same thing with bureaucrats in Washington. Absolutely. So thanks for that update. And Nigeria is an interesting country because, as uh, most people know, the United States is the third largest country in the world currently. But the projections are that Nigeria will be the third largest country in the not too distant future, maybe by 2050. So what is the status of uh, Mercury in Nigeria? And you've asked the right question. And we are really focused. I've been to Nigeria four times. Um, We have a federal campaign there, like this country, federal and states. We have Two model state, we have a, a campaign in the what they call, we call it the South, they call it the South-South region, South-South, it's pretty funny, in the state of Edo State, and in the Southeast, uh, that's the traditional Igbo area, and that is in Enugu State. So in Enugu State and Edo State, Edo State, we have campaigns for phase out. We have the national campaign. The Nigeria Dental Association has signed on to the phase out. We have out of Lagos, the largest city in Africa. Uh, the, the major city of Nigeria is not the capital. Uh, the, uh, um, the capital is Abuja, but in the center, it's like our country. They wanted to build a capital right in the middle. It was a new city, just like Washington, D.C. was 200 years ago. Fantastic. I mean, really, it's, it's, a, it's a massive country, and it's a lot, of, a lot of commerce. They're, the, they're one of the three big movie centers of the world. They, they, they say there's Hollywood, and then a lot of people know about Bollywood in India, but there's also Nollywood in Nigeria. In, in Lagos, huge, huge, huge movie. Those are the three movie centers in the world, Hollywood, Bollywood, Nollywood. Um, wow. So Nigeria is is focused. We we have the Dentists for Mercury-Free Africa, led by the former dean, now professor in the oldest dental school in the sub-Saharan, Luth, the Lagos University Teaching Hospital. And we are... Um, we have momentum there. They just had a workshop in Lagos where they brought in, I'm sorry, in Abuja, and I spoke remotely, um, bringing in the the um, departments of health and Department of Environment, international agencies, Dennis for Mercury Free Africa came up, the guy from Lagos, and our NGO team. And it's an extensive team. We invest heavily, 
heavily in Nigeria. Nigeria is the largest country in Africa by far in population, twice the size of the second largest, Ethiopia. Uh, Egypt is third. Uh, when I was just in Egypt, by the way, and in Ethiopia, both just in in, in the spring of 23. Um, the 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 uh, but Nigeria is moving. And we invested there. We spent time. We have the right team. Uh, it's very exciting. And they are going to help lead Africa to mercury-free dentistry, no doubt. I'm headed, ever- headed to Brazil uh, tomorrow night. Uh, that's wow. a big, big campaign for us. We yeah. have, we have, uh, people aren't paid much. Usually it's three, four, five thousand a year, most of these nonprofit groups. We do have a 10,000 a year project, and it's Brazil. It's been India, it's been Nigeria, uh, it's been Indonesia. And this year it's Brazil uh, because we're really focused. I know that's even that's not very much. Uh, I think maybe it's 11 now. We had a thousand for some costs for them. But we're headed down there. We're going to have a conference, the University of Sao Paulo. I have a Brazilian tutor, a Portuguese tutor that's helping me so I can say a few sentences. I, I, I learned French pretty well, Spanish a little bit. Now I want to at least be able to get in and out of there and make them know I can say hello and open open a meeting in Portuguese. Um, and then we'll go to Brazilia. To the to the to the uh, to the uh, on Friday will be in Brasilia to meet with the director of environmental health for the federal uh, government. So um, that's the kind of outreach we get because we find the right people to run these that do these nonprofit uh, projects. So uh, lots of good news and the progressive march towards the elimination of mercury in dentistry. It's been a long project. <laughs> You've been working at it for decades. We've only been involved for. Maybe what twelve years, thirteen years? Yes, sir. Thirteenth so, year, twenty eleven. We're now in our thirteenth year. You've really invested heavily, Doctor McCullough. Time, energy. We know this Mercury Free Dentistry Week is a huge donation of your time and resources. Your team works with us. Um, you've both donated. You've matched. You've obviously left money on the table instead of doing the wonderful products that you sell. You you tell people about us, and we're very grateful. That, and people know it. Um, but but uh, it's it's it, we, we can do it. This has been a quarter century of my life. It's been second half of my professional life. As you know, I was a former state attorney general. I, I'm a graduate of the best law school in the country, in my view, Yale Law School. And and uh, I really think this was the challenge that needed to be met because we had no support when we began uh, in terms of uh, dentistry was just locked into mercury, concealed the word, but we protected dentists first by their First Amendment rights to speak, to advertise, advocate, won that. We moved on to passing state laws in, in the United States, then moved to suing and beating in court the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, forcing them by federal court order to classify amalgam. There, the U.S. campaign was moving, and in 2010 came the major opportunity, a worldwide treaty on mercury. We were determined, I was determined to get amalgam into that treaty, and I created the World Alliance for Mercury-Free Dentistry in 2010. In 2011, you decided to really participate, and we could not have built. Uh, we had the organization existing on paper, but it was not a world alliance by any means. It just was an idea, and it we could build it with you as our partner over these years, and we built it. You know, we have, we have regional vice presidents 
all over the world. In Montevideo for the Latin American and Caribbean campaign, we, we in, in Berlin for the European campaign, in Yaoundé, uh, Cameroon for the Africa campaign, Dhaka, Bangladesh is the headquarters for our Asian campaign, Mauritius uh, is the headquarters for our island states campaign, Amman, Jordan is the headquarters for our Arab states campaign. Each of these, we have a nonprofit group leader with other duties. They run a serious nonprofit group, but they've carved out a certain percent of their time just to coordinate the campaign in those regions. We've covered the planet now. We have we have regional centers that, that span the earth. Uh, North American, I left out because that's just run, obviously, right here out of Washington, the U.S. and Canada campaigns. Um, so so uh, we are um, at Canada. We have we have a presence. I'll say to our Canadian listeners, it's important to know Friends of the Earth Canada is our partner in Ottawa and doing a great job and pushing Canada to do the same thing. It's bureaucrats. They're, they're the ones that serve the First Nations people uh, are likewise contemptuous of of uh, changing and want to keep putting in mercury. But we're we're right on them, just like we're right on the Indian Health Service in the U.S. So it's important to, to change both federal governments, the one in Washington and the one in Ottawa. We've got a campaign and we've got the team uh, to, to change both. Well, congratulations for all your work, hard work, uh, you know, as uh, someone who's committed to uh, funding organizations that could uh, allow natural health movement to go forward. It's a challenge to find nonprofits that are committed, more committed to the cause than they are to the war and organization. The, the, the challenges you, I'm sure, have personally witnessed and experienced is that many of these organizations develop a life of their own, and they're really more committed to perpetuating the organization than they are to the, the cause that it was founded for. But it's just, you, you probably should win an award for probably the most efficient use of funds to establish an international presence with a relatively minor amount of funds that you have to coordinate is, is really profoundly impressive. Most organizations with a fraction of this funding wouldn't be able to do a fraction of what you've accomplished. So congratulations on that uh, for sure. Uh, so I would strongly uh, encourage each and every one of you, if you haven't already, to support Charlie and his uh, mission, because unlike other organizations who are committed to a cause, I, I'm pretty confident. You are getting close to the end. Yeah. Thanks to your perseverance and the people's commitment and support to help you. Uh, we're going to ban mercury. It's not if, it's just a matter of when. And it's getting close that we will not have to have this National Mercury Awareness Week anymore. And which point I am confident you will gladly surrender the reins for what you're doing. And then we could fund other organizations that are as equally committed, hopefully, as yours to what their their cause is. So I look forward to that day when we can stop these mercury awareness weeks, but we're getting close and it's thanks to your committed and dedicated efforts. So we're not there yet. So we still need your support, but hopefully we're getting close. We're getting really close as you can hear by the updates. Yes, so, it's a single mission. That's right. It's it's ending amalgam in, in dentistry. That is our mission. And we're going to see it through. And when we see it through, we've done it. You're absolutely yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, which is, there's, there, the end point is coming. And we that's an anomaly. get there with people's support. You know, we, I we would say it's, it's way less than 10% of the organizations who would do that, that they would essentially press this, the red self-destruct button when they want, they've reached their goal. They, they, they just wouldn't do it. 
they they're they're just like any living organism they want to continue to survive but that's that's not your case at all so i'm just happy to support and endorse your and recommend your efforts so but for those who are committed and who, who are personally suffering the damages of mercury not having been banned for hundreds of years and for whatever reason have acquired mercury fillings in our mouth amalgams there is an imperative need that you get those removed but the caution and the warning the severe warning is that they this removal process has to be carefully done and many of you have heard the story but some of you haven't so i'm going to repeat my personal story in 1995 i became aware of the dangers of amalgam through, uh, thanks to a 60 minutes which used to be good back then. <laughs> it was a Mike Wallace campaign, I'm sure. I can't, uh, not campaign, but he was the uh, inter- the um, the journalist that that uh, did that uh, segment. So he convinced me that I should have it out. And I'm, I went to the at the time he was one of the elders of the church I attended, and was a dentist and committed, really well trained dentist. But it was beyond clues. Had no idea of the dangers of mercury and and no precautions were done when all my i probably had at least a dozen maybe 18 mercury amalgam fillings were removed all in one day without any precautions so as a result i've got kidney damage because mercury is a kidney poison too so i still struggle with that and have to be very careful with my protein intake so what we want is everyone to be aware of a the dangers of mercury but then identify and rec- well, first recognize that this that, that the mercury can be removed by any dentist but really should only 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 be removed by a po- properly trained by what we call a biologic dentist who can do the p- proper precautions the the suction the really important suction so the vapors and that that are created from the drilling doesn't go in you know there it's suctioned off in a way and it's not doesn't go into your body and and really cause very serious damage so um one of the great resources you provide as an organization is a list of these dentists and actually just to give a note i will be speaking at the annual convention of these three organizations and yes. uh, you will be introducing me at the uh, that event in september in orlando but why don't you tell us about these organizations that have these biologic dentists and how people can find this list so they can find if they don't have already we're not trying to take you away from your uh, uh, the relationship you already have with your biologic dentist but if you don't have one there's a resource that you can go to to find one that's actually not too far from you you're not gonna have to fly to a different state because there's a lot of them out there so how do they find this list charlie no that's important that you really do need a dentist that fears mercury that knows how toxic it is to just never never get them removed by a dentist who puts them in because they're they're poisoning people one hand and getting money from you to to, to and and to disregarding the poison to start with you need a very trained dentist the three groups that i've certainly had a chance to speak to and 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 work with over the years um the holistic dental association uh website is just holisticdental.org holistic dental association in miami in your state the iabdm iabboydogmmichael 
uh, IABDM.org, uh, based in uh, Houston, Spring, Texas, uh, also has is likewise a, a mercury-free dental groups focused on biological dentistry. It's the International Academy of, of uh, Biological Dentistry and Medicine. And then there's IOAMT, also based in Florida, IAOMT.org, uh, which had likewise, all three of those have lists of dentists, as does our website, uh, Consumers for Dental Choice. But our focus is to not put it in. That's our focus. You need the medical and dental uh, advice uh, on on taking it out and how to take it out, whether to take it out. All that is a decision for the the patient between the patient and the doctor, uh, and and not a decision we we advocate because we're 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 trying to stop its use and stop its trade, stop its trade, and that's why it's so important what Europe did. We will duke it out, if you will, in the in the fifth conference of the parties coming in uh, starting October 30th in Geneva. That will be up, up, up for debate will be the African amendment that phases out amalgam on a timetable, ends amalgam during this decade. That is the proposal. We believe Europe will join it. Uh, we will come with a strong support as we did on the fourth conference of the parties. We won the children's amendment. The Children's Amendment calls for the end of amalgam, and that becomes law September 28, 2023, enters into legal force, as the international lawyers say. And that it, that it, it calls for the end of amalgam for children under 15, pregnant women, breastfeeding women. And now we are going to go further and, and debate the end of amalgam. We want to take our first string there, our top team of, of, of nonprofit group leaders from all over the world. We need to have them as well go to the regional pre-meetings, the regional consultations in Nairobi, in Brasilia, in Bangkok, and our team is going there too. So we are serious. And again, we ask for the public support. We we can win this. We're determined to win. As Dr. Mercola said, we run a real lean office. Our headquarters is just two lawyers. We, 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 we feel it's essential. We get our support into the field in the United States and beyond. And we have great partners in the United States as well uh, to work on ending amalgam and government programs to push out the importers who are still selling mercury in this country, as I pointed out, push out the distributors because we have pushed out the U.S.-based manufacturers. We won that. Uh, we have the track record. FDA changed when we pushed them. Uh, WHO, amazingly, uh, who was all totally on the wrong side, is now in the middle, is now recognizing the phase out of amalgam is, is possible, can be done, and doesn't oppose it, and then sometimes supports it. it they're, they're, they're at least they've moved over. But dentistry's moved over. They recognize that they 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 have offered the public the wrong stuff. They know that, and those that stay in it are they are still trying to make squeeze out the money. Don't go to those dentists. Don't go to a dentist. Now I'm not talking doesn't use amalgam on you. That uses amalgam on a low income child. It's just an outrage. Don't go to that dentist. Just say I'm sorry. Ask the dentist to be mercury free. If they don't, get out. Just don't give your money to anybody like that. Um, because we've got wonderful mercury-free dentists all over the United States, all over Canada, all over the world who who, who will do the right thing for you. Well, thanks. So on another note that's more personal, if you're not opposed to it, I'd like to have you share your personal testimony of your health journey. Because in light of the fact that we had another Health Liberty Alliance member, Ronnie Cummins, pass away earlier this year from obviously some a health condition that I had nothing, I had no input or, or role in managing that. But uh, 
he, when we were started working together, I noticed that you gradually started gaining weight and you told me you had diabetes. So if you're okay with it, can we go into that story? Uh, yeah, I'd like to, because you, okay, you, uh, All right, you, so scared, that, you, you, you scared the SHIT out of me, Dr. Mercola, when you talked yeah, to me and you did the right thing. Let me tell you. Yeah, I, I think I remember not, your, your memory is really, really good. I think you have a good Hey, but. I have a great diet. I don't eat any sugar. I snack on potato chips and pretzels and tortilla chips. You said, that's the worst thing you can do. I can't believe you're doing that. And I said, I'm not diabetic. I'm near diabetic. And he said, that is nothing like it doesn't even exist. Forget that. You're diabetic. Start start straightening out. I started, I got off. The, I, st- I stopped eating potato chips, pretzels, tortilla chips. I don't eat that stuff anymore. My diet's not perfect, but but I certainly got off those kind of snacks. And you lost weight, didn't you? And how, much weight did, how much weight did you lose? Uh, I I, lo- I I did lose about about fifteen pounds, but yeah. but but and and I kept most of that off, not all of it, but but I got my my sugar, the glucose level down. I was I was at a hundred and ten. I was in the hundred tens, hundred teens, and I got it down to ninety. Yeah, and 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 during the so called pandemic, I just thought because I wasn't testing, I was pricking myself all the time those days. I wasn't testing. And I was happy after a period of not testing that's still still down. Uh, it, it's still down about 90 to now about 90. So I really that just fell right then and there based on that lunch we had um, at, at, at during that dental conference. When you you just wanted to say, let's go. It was like, it was in Vegas. So we went we had to walk the building, build a building to get away from people. And then we had a lunch. And no, you you counseled me. No, I'm not kidding. You you did. You did shake me up. And it was really important. <laughs> um, I, I I need to stay in shape. I do, but but I obviously have to mind my mind my diet, and I don't don't I don't eat the sugar stuff. But I also yeah. got to quit eating eating the junk stuff. So my junk food is generally pretzels and cheese, and that's not junk. Well, um, cheese isn't a junk food. That's a that's a health food, actually. Yeah, I think it it is. Yeah, and I don't eat breakfast. I I just I mean that's you you had the you know eat a big breakfast and you say that's great news, right? No, it's not. And, I, and so I've I know, but I train of eating. I well, the, the period of, part eating, of eating the time that I'm eating during the day, lunch yeah. and supper. Yeah. So I remember that uh, meeting, the uh, meal that we shared together in a restaurant, very clearly, and that was because so, I was just, I knew you were such a great guy, and I would hate to lose you prematurely. And you were running rapidly down that path, the gender path that you know Ronnie hit. But thankfully, because you took you, you not only you're a smart guy and you th- you're you're a great illustration of people who are really intelligent, understand, and committed to health. I mean, you weren't doing things mindlessly. You thought you were doing the right right thing, but you you didn't have the knowledge you needed to properly implement. So, once you understood the importance and the dangers that you're exposing yourself to, you listened and actually did it. So you implemented the program, which is commendable to you, and you're going to be around a lot longer as a result of it, helping a lot of people. No question. So the other point I wanted to make is that since we had that um, meal at the dental convention, uh, that was how long ago was that, Charlie? Seven, eight, nine. I think, years? I, think I think it was twenty sixteen. About twenty sixteen. Yeah. So sixteen. Yeah. Eight. eight uh, no, seven years ago. So seven years ago. Something so like that. Yeah. My understanding has evolved since that time. And although many of the principles are identical, absolutely. Uh, and uh, intermittent fasting was a big one. I think that's really useful for someone who is in your state to 
really condense your eating window and re, and you were you lost met your metabolic flexibility and had insulin resistance so as a result uh, uh processes like keto diet or carnivore or intermittent fasting they're really useful but once you regain your metabolic flexibility and you're not insulin resistant as much then a different strategy occurs and then it becomes you know i said that breakfast was the big was the biggest meal of the day well actually and then i said no it's not well I've come full circle on that. And now I believe, yeah, it is probably the most important meal of the day. And here's the reason why. Once you have the ability to, you're not insulin resistant and you can can seamlessly burn, transition between burning fat and carbohydrates as your primary fuel, it becomes important not to fast for too long. You don't really want to fast just to have an eating window of six to eight hours, which I thought was ideal for everyone, but it turns out it's not. Once you're healthy, that window should be about 10 to 12 hours. So that means you probably should have a good breakfast, a healthy breakfast. And what is a healthy breakfast? Well, it's, you know, it's not a high fat, low carb diet. We're finding out for people who are not insulin resistant that actually a high carb, low fat diet is much better. And by low fat, I mean, one that's under 30% fat. And, and it may take a while for you to transition there, but because you just can't go on a high carb diet. By high carb, I mean, really specifically things like ripe fruit as being your primary one, not uh, legumes or beans or grains, except for white rice. You know, th- pretty much ripe fruit is one of your best sources of carbohydrates. And fortunately, most people like it. And as we're, we're recording this interview, it's the middle of summer. So, you know, ripe fruit is in season and, and pretty much available relatively inexpensively at, at most everyone's grocery store. So it's a real treat to have that. And there's not many people I know who don't like and enjoy their fruit. So I would encourage you to shift over to more of that. Make sure you have enough protein. Of course, have the, the healthy fats because when you were having potato chips and even the pretzels are low fat, but the potato chips, those are one of the worst foods on the planet because they're, they're literally cooked in uh, high temperature seed oils, which is like one of the worst foods on the planet. So that and French fries and donuts, pastries, typically, you know, those are all nasty foods because of the seed oils that they use. It's not the carbohydrate necessarily. It's the seed oils. So, uh, Hopefully that's uh, some food for thought so you can continue to improve your your health journey because we want to keep you around for a long time. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. That's, that's good. Well, I want to stay at this and I want to stay stay till we finish and find find yeah. something else to do. Let's keep let's figure out. Oh yeah, you, you, yeah. a man of your talent, commitment, dedication, and integrity. There's going to be plenty of opportunities in aligned fields that 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 desperately need a person of your skill set. So we got to keep you around for a while. You're really important to the cause. So well, thank you. Thanks, well, thanks well, for your pre- appreciate your interest in my health and your interest in, in in everybody's health. You you've empowered so many people to take charge of their health to to make the de- decisions on diet and exercise, uh, what to avoid, what to eat, um, the kind of exercise that matters. Um, and that's been so much part of what you're doing. I mean, you're empowering people and we're trying to empower them in this narrow area saying, reject, reject amalgam, never, never take amalgam. Absolutely not. And, and get, 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 get these guys out of the business. 
Yeah, it's the same strategy as prevention. That is the most powerful tool. So if you can do the right, get the wrong wrong foods out of your diet, eat the right foods and exercise and other lifestyle interventions, that will prevent the disease. So you don't come down with stage four metastatic cancer. So you don't have a a heart attack that takes you out or a stroke or you're, you know, chronically obese with degenerative joint disease. No, we want you to be living as long as you possibly can with your full brain intact with full functionality. And that's what you can do if you follow these principles. And it's just good stuff. Yeah. It's, good stuff. it's just appreciate it. It's yeah. It's just everyone, you know, because of the, the, the whole system is for propaganda design to commit you to strategies that these uh, multinational corporations recommend and endorse that, that increases their coffers and decreases your health. So that's not a, that's not a good choice for you. So everyone, can be empowered to take control of health. That includes making sure that you have no mercury in your mouth and extending that to protecting future generations so they never, never, never have to worry about mercury that some ignorant dentist put into their mouth. So toxins continue. They do. And they can affect the the next generation. And that's one reason we've got to move to a toxic free world. This is one of those toxins. And when it's implanted by so-called health professionals, uh, there's 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 no excuse whatsoever. We're, We're just delighted to get your support, the public support. And we're headed to the battle in Geneva. Uh, over over the uh, amendment, the African amendment to phase out amalgam. We're headed back to Brussels to win the full fit ban in Europe. Uh, we're, we're, we're focused being here in Washington, right on our federal government to end amalgam and federal programs. And we're trying to push these amalgam makers right out. They can make something else. Like they make everything else. They, they, they it's fine. It isn't, it, it isn't, they didn't like tobacco. If that's all they sell, they sell fine stuff. They got to get out of this one and yeah. we're going to get them out. It's okay to make money, but you want to make money on poisons that are killing people. That's right, right, sure. right. Yeah, yeah. We we've got a nice path for them, yeah. and 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 dense supply recognized it and said, "Hey, we'll forego a little profits, uh, short term profits in this one product, amalgam, in order to help our company and everything else, and keep our reputation sound." But Henry Schein has decided it wants to keep peddling amalgam. Ivaclar Vivadent, uh, SDI, Southern Dental Industries, think oh, we'll just keep peddling this to squeeze out the last profits. And we hope either litigation, public relations, uh, um, uh, public image, ability to export, to import is going to be affected. And we're, we're certainly working on it. We, we, we play hardball with those companies. As the letter from the lawyer from the uh, Invista uh, indicate, we, we, we do go toe-to-toe, and I, I say, and give Invista great credit, too. They got out of the amalgam business, and we do credit them. Yeah, well, you're you're very skilled at finding their Achilles heel and <laughs> taking full advantage of it, so congratulations on that. Uh, thanks for everything you've done and have done and will continue to do to eliminate this pernicious toxin from our environment, so please, everyone, seriously consider helping Charlie in his efforts to remove mercury from the field of dentistry, because it's going to happen. It'll help it a lot sooner if you can help support him in his efforts because it's the funding that really makes it possible. So thanks for everything you're doing again. Keep up. Thank you, Dr. Mercola, from us and from the world.